Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Capital Club Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm in the Capital Club community, visit our website at www.excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn. Hello and welcome back to another solo episode on the Capital Club podcast. We are just over halfway through the Killer D series that I began a few weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, please go back and give them a listen. And if you're interested in the story, hearing more about my perspective on geopolitics, real estate, finance, etc., sign up for the newsletter at www.excelsiorgp.com. We'll also put a link in the show notes where you can join our list, start receiving content and education. So the third part of the series of the Killer Ds is deindustrialization, and I must admit it was the one that I was the least familiar with and had to do the most homework and frankly still have the most questions about, but I do think it's going to become more and more topical moving forward. It's something that we all need to kind of bone up on because we're going to start hearing and seeing more of this. So let's start with kind of definitions here because at least I wasn't terribly familiar. Deindustrialization, it, it can get a bit pedantic and academic, but what we're talking about here is a long-term decline in the output of manufactured goods or the employment in the manufacturing sector. And the way that I tend to think about it after doing some homework is really a shift from kind of old line manufacturing to the services sector. And so that impacts obviously trade and everything else. So even if employment is growing, if the manufacturing sector's share of that employment growth is being detracted by the services sector, that's still considered deindustrialization. So this is kind of that concept. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Well, when I first heard the term, I thought to myself, I had visions, you know, hollowed out rust belt towns across the Midwest. And frankly, the Hudson Valley of upstate New York, where I'm from, these are typically pretty negative stories of manufacturing, 
production, especially within, for instance, the auto industry being outsourced to, you know, third world countries in Asia, South America, but it's actually not inherently negative phenomenon. So kind of on, on a global macroeconomic level, it really is a natural outcome of this maturation of industry and then technology and this accelerated growth of productivity and manufacturing. We think about how we've been able to leverage automation, AI, other technological advances, obviously that's going to increase productivity and efficiency, which will decrease kind of the overall share of manufacturing from an employment perspective. So even though it does have a tinge of kind of darkness to it, if you think about Detroit and some other places in Ohio, if you take a step back, you know, we want folks to be in the knowledge economy, to leverage STEM, to be in the services sector. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing long-term globally. Obviously, it can have kind of local, acute, near-term negative connotations. And that's kind of the other kind of side of it, right, is the bad side is when it's hyper-deindustrialization in a very short time frame, in a very specific geography, it's not a good thing, right? So the 80s in, in the Midwest, in the 90s, we had a terrible economic impact on those geographies. And so it's neither good nor bad. It just is this concept that we have to understand a little bit better. Kind of near term, according to the IMF, during the past 25 years, employment manufacturing as a share of total employment has fallen dramatically in the world's most advanced economies. So if you're undergoing this deindustrialization, it is not necessarily a terrible thing. Let's bring this to the present. We're in a world where global supply chains are being disrupted with COVID and the war in Ukraine and climate change. There is a domestic strategic initiative within the United States to reshore many of our manufacturing capacities because we don't want them to be in China or Russia or some of these other bad actor countries. We don't want the exposure. We don't want that risk any longer. And so you're going to, what you saw play out kind of with the software chip story that's happening now, you're going to see more and more of that. The example I use in the newsletter is look at Germany, you know, the largest economy in Europe, one of the largest economies in the world, incredible manufacturing machine industry. They made a bet over the last 25, 50 years that their economy would be tethered to cheap energy from Russia and a voracious appetite from consumers in China. And what we've seen play out over the last year, two years now, is, is really how kind of risky that bet has been, right? So now they've had to scramble and find other sources of energy. And the consumer in China is no longer what it used to be with lockdowns and they're having their own internal economic challenges. And I, I quote the chief executive of BASF, which is one of the largest chemical engineering firms in the world. And this is the quote that, that he puts out there. Martin Brudenmuller, in response to these persistently high energy prices that they've been enduring. And he says, the challenging framework conditions in Europe endanger the international competitiveness of European producers and force us to adapt our cost structure as quickly as possible and also permanently, right? So that's what we're talking about here is not necessarily that manufacturing as an industry is collapsing. It's still 16% of the global GDP. I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon, but the location of where this in industry takes place and where this manufacturing actually takes place, boots on the ground, is going to shift. And there's a debate whether it is zero sum, right? If you do take it away from Germany or you take it away from China, 
Does that necessarily mean that they suffered directly? I personally do. There are some globalists and, and economists out there that think that's not necessarily the case. But again, deindustrialization is part of this a, a whole other kind of ecosystem of factors taking place between deglobalization, depopulation, and this decoupling that you're seeing take place. This is the economic fallout from that. And so something that we need to track, again, like I've said in the other episodes, I think ultimately this is a good story for America. I think we're really well positioned considering we have the real estate and the in industrial infrastructure and the transportation infrastructure. I think we can nearshore and reshore a dramatically huge portion of the manufacturing base back to the United States, specifically within the Midwest. And so it could be a really good story for us, but it's one that we're certainly keeping an eye on. So I appreciate you all tuning in. As always, I want to thank you for the time and your attention. And I will be back for the next and final episode of the Killer D series of Depopulation. Hope we all have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of The Capital Club. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please like, rate, or leave us a review. And stay tuned for our next episode coming soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.